The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed part one. Now it's time to hear part two of my conversation with Jermaine Hargrove. But Jermaine, I'd love to know more now about Gumshi, okay. the type one protector. It's the movie that you're creating. It's the animation yes. film about a type one protector. Tell yes. us more about that. Who is Gumshi? Okay, so this leads back to, you know, when I was first diagnosed, um, you know, I had a lot of time to think in a hospital, in ICU, five days. So Gumshi was born, uh, created rather, in the ICU when I started to get better, maybe like the fourth day. Um I just thought to myself, wow, I, you know, other parents got to feel like this. Other children got to feel like this and other people because of not knowing. And I want to do something to kind of inform people. So I said, I'm going to create a superhero with diabetes and just make her make. At first, I, it was a boy. Um, I was like, I'm going to make him different because at that time, it's just so many boy superheroes, so many male superheroes. I said, OK, I'm going to create a superhero. But. I start to think, I said, well, I don't want to use a boy. I want to use a female, which is my daughter. Uh, Gumshi is really my daughter, how she, how she looked, the braids and everything. So I said, because it's something when a girl is diagnosed with a, a illness, whether it's cancer, lupus, or just being sick, it's something of, that's touching of when a girl has an illness than when a boy. Not to say that we don't care about boys, you know, but when a girl has it, it's just like, oh, my God, she's sick. We got to do something. When a boy has something, it's just like, OK, be strong. You'll get better or don't cry. You know, so it's just like I said, I'm going to use a girl, which is my daughter. So Gumshoe was created at that time. It was she was called Gumball Girl. Um, She was created and I was trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. And I said, OK. Um, she's going to be a diabetic. She's not going to be a diabetic superhero. She's going to be a superhero that has diabetes. It's a difference. And that's what I want people to know about Gumshi. She's a superhero that has diabetes because actually, you know, it's, it's not nothing magical about diabetes. So, you know, Gumshi, she comes from a single parent household, which is my mom. Um, you know, I use Gumshi. Let me just say this too. Gumshi is basically my life story. But it's put into a perspective of of nowadays, um, you know, 
uh, of health equity and things with health and and it, with things that's going on in the inner communities with underserved communities. So I just put it in, in today's perspective of what's going on. And she comes from a single parent household. She loses her job. She doesn't have insurance when Gumshi becomes a diabetic. And she, just like I just told you, she's trying to figure it out. So Gumshi becomes a diabetic. And, you know, it's a lot, like we explained earlier, about what's going on in the community, what's going on in the world. It's bad enough we got to deal with diabetes, but you also have to deal with life issues. So that's what Gumshi's really about. She wants to protect her community. It's a lot going on in the community. So even though she has diabetes, she's still concerned. She wanted to start a neighborhood watch, which you will see in this story. She wanted to do something more than say, hey, I want to start a neighborhood watch. I want to do something uh, to kind of help with the, the the community problem, you know, and it's nothing too bad like killings or anything like that. Cause I don't want people to get mixed messages of, Hey, I'm gonna go out and fight crime, but I might, like, you know, it's nothing like that, but it's just like break-ins, uh, stealings going on, vandalism, just stuff like that. And she just want to be uh, of help. So she gets superpowers, um, you know, doing a, a, a school field trip because um, she's also into tech and um, she gets her powers doing an experiment, a tech experiment going wrong. And um, she's she's also a bubblegum advocate. Like she loves bubblegum. And I use bubblegum <laughs> because everybody in the world, I don't care where you at, what store, like bubblegum, everybody knows that particular product, bubblegum. I could have used electricity. That's been done before. I could have used ice. That's been done before. I wanted to use something <laughs> that goes on in the underserved community, that children, that makes them happy. They might not be happy with the parents. The parents may be drug users. The parents may not, they may be orphans. The parents may can't even take care of them. But you give a child a piece of bubble gum, it's going to change their whole outlook. You know, they're going to forget about all their problems until that flavor <laughs> that flavor disappears and they need another piece <laughs> but you know that's that was my outlook of giving her bubblegum super superpowers because that's what kind of kept her at ease like she loves bubblegum as a child she was a bubblegum lover and and as a teen gum she is 14 in the movie so she just carried that on to her teen she still loved bubblegum so that's her power her superpowers is bubblegum I love it. And I was watching the trailer earlier today, Jermaine. And thank you. The detail that kind of mirrors your own story is amazing. And I loved when she's initially in hospital and the blood glucose monitor goes up to uh, 1100. Yep. And I knew, boom, straight away, this is based on Jermaine's yes, life, which is really nice. And I wanted to, like I said, I wanted and to use the, her perspective because. You know, with adults, and this and you will see in the movie too as well, her aunt has type 2 diabetes. So it's three diabetics in the movie. It's, it's two superhero diabetics and it's one adult, which is her aunt. It's her next door neighbor. Her aunt raises her too as well with her mother. Um, so she's type 2. So it's a lot of diabetes talk going on. But, you know, that's when people say, hey, this is a kid's movie. This is, No, it's not. It's, you know, we have the same... Um, demographic as Enter the Spideyverse, um, which is 15, age 15 to 45, because we got the comic book audience demographic too as well, which goes up to 50. 
the comic book audience because you got comic book collectors that's over 50 years old. And then we got the Comic Con. You know, anything dealing with superheroes, it's always an older demographic. You see how Stan Lee, how old he was when he passed away. So we, it's, it's, it's not a kid's film. It's based in the teen. It's 14, 16, and 18. All the, all the superheroes in this movie. But, of course, there's adults, too, as well. Yeah, and I was reading about it earlier today again, Jermaine, and what stood out to me was when you wrote, this movie is to entertain, to educate, and empower. Yes. So what do you hope people gain from watching this movie? Okay, let me tell you, you know, I, I spoke with an executive, a Hollywood executive, um, about the movie, and um, he saw the trailer, and he loved it. And he was like, one thing I said, what do you get out of the trailer when you see this trailer? He said, I'm, first and foremost, congratulations. You're like, it's great. It's a, it's a great concept. He said, I love the trailer. He said, the main thing I got out of this trailer is I don't know the difference between type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. He said, I think I need to look into it more. So I said, wow, you said exactly what the movie is really all about. We want people to walk away from this movie knowing Hey, either I need, I think I need to go to the doctor. Oh, I got those symptoms that this person has. Oh, I'm act, I'm using the bathroom all the time. See, the man could have said mm. anything. He could have said, I love what she did in a nutshell, but he could have said, I love the whole superhero. I love that she's doing karate. I love this. He talked about the diabetes message. And that's, that's the main thing we want people to get out of it. And then the empowering side, you know, those diabetics, you also see in a movie, she tried, she's real shy about her CGM. She doesn't want to wear it. You know, how how kids are, teens, it's not cool. Like she makes diabetes cool in the movie. And that's what we want people to walk away from the diabetic community. Like, I, I'm no longer ashamed. I, yeah, yeah, I, just, I have a CGM. Yeah, I'm, I'm no longer ashamed about it. I got a pump. I'm no longer ashamed about it trying to hide it. Um, so she mm. makes it cool. Because I have a uh, a t shirt on our website, it's being so it's like our number one seller on Gumshe.com on the merchandise on the merch section. It says diabetics are superhero diabetics are superheroes. We are superheroes because when you really look at it, we're the ones that's putting gadgets on us. We're the ones that's putting insulin in our bodies, and you know we got all these type of readers. Uh, you know, we're the ones that's hooked up to all these different devices. We're the real superheroes because we're the ones that's going day to day, pushing, uh, praying that we make it, keeping the hope alive that we make that none of these things uh, misfunction, malfunction. And, you know, then it's over for us because something malfunctioned, something didn't read right. So we're the real superheroes. So that's the empowering side. We want the diabetic community like keep going. You know, be inspired, be empowered, keep going. It's not a death sentence. If you just continue to just take it day by day, you're going to have some up days. You're going to have some down days. You're going to cry. You're going to feel bad. And but you don't have to feel bad about having diabetes like your life is not over. I love that, Jermaine. And it sounds as though it's going to cover a lot of different angles in terms of the emotional side of diabetes, understanding it and the ins and outs of what it actually is physically. And as you highlighted yourself, the differences between type one and type two. And you kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask you, how can someone expect to feel 
about their own diabetes after watching this movie, but it's quite clear that you're really putting emphasis on how you want people worldwide to be a lot more confident around almost every aspect of their diabetes yes, following watching this movie. Yeah, it covers that too as well. The movie covers it. I try to have it cover everything that I covered in my life, that I went through, that I experienced from, hey, when everybody goes out to dinner, I have to excuse myself to go either check my glucose or to give myself a shot in the bathroom. And it covers that. It covers of people asking questions. Hey, what's that on your arm? Hey, what's that? And, and hey, are you supposed the one of the main things? Hey, are you supposed to be eating that? You know, I talk to a, yeah, lot, of, a lot of diabetics. They say, I hate what people I say. Me too. <laughs> I hate that because they don't yeah. know, you know. So but one thing I do want to talk about as far as with Gumshi, and that's why our partnership with the American Diabetes Association comes in that um, Gumshi is about health equity. I mentioned before that the mother lost her job and she doesn't have insurance. So the, the community that Gumshi lives in, it doesn't give her other options. It doesn't give, it's just like you on your own. And that's what's going on in a lot of these communities. That's what happened to me. Um, so a lot of these communities doesn't have options about uh, insulin programs, insulin assistance, how to, you know, get insulin discounts. I'm not saying every community, but I'm just saying a lot of these underserved communities doesn't have options for people with diabetes. So that's what Gumshi's about. Um, putting that information out there, um, you know, just letting people know, hey, here's an option. Hey, you can go here. You can go here. Hey, look into this, look into that. So that's where the health equity message comes in that because we want to put a spotlight on these communities not having enough care, not having enough assistance. So, you know, what we what we even decided to do was a portion of all our proceeds, a portion of the proceeds from all our revenues from Gumshi, whatever it is, whether it's the movie, whether it's uh, the bubblegum deal we got, whether it's the clothing, the merch, um, all the side things that we're doing with Gumshi, we're putting together an insulin assistance fund for underserved communities worldwide. You know, we're going to partner with, uh, you know, the, these health uh, health clinics in these communities and just start a fund uh, that we can, they can go there and get assistance. Even if it's just like I mentioned earlier, even if it's just like, okay, we can help you for a month, two months until you kind of figure it out. We're not making false promises like a whole year worth, but just to get people by until they could kind of figure out their money, their insurance. Um, we putting together a, a insulin insurance um, fund um, from the movie and from any revenues from it. Amazing. You should be massively proud of yourself for doing that, Jermaine. And not not only do people benefit from the movie and its story itself, yes. but because of a portion of the sales and licensing for the whole Gumshi brand yep. goes towards insulin assistance. What we've just covered is a, a credit to yourself. So I appreciate it from my side and I'm sure everybody listening Really Thank appreciate you. it too. We're doing it in real life too. We're just taking it from the experience in the movie to outside the movie. Um, because with Gumshi, you know, uh, Spider Man had, he was a photographer and what Superman, he worked at the newspaper. So Gumshi, her side job and the other, other uh, lead character in the film, they got a clothing line. They start a clothing line in the film to help the community with insulin assistance. And this clothing line is called Stormy Streets. And that's the website, stormystreets.com. It's a clothing line that 
uh, a lot of those proceeds as well goes towards insulin assistance programs. This besides the movie. There's just her clothing line in the movie. She wears the clothes in the movie. They start their own clothing brand. So, but in real life, you know, that's the website, stormystreets.com. And whatever you purchase on there, whether it's hoodies, whether it's hats, whether it's uh, outfits, uh, anything, accessories, uh, a portion of those goes towards insulin assistance as well. You can go to that website as well, stormystreets.com with a Z. Stormy Streets with a Z. And we'll link all those websites below in the description, Jermaine, so yes. people can easily access the websites themselves. Thank you. Why is it so important to you to share this story of Gumshi, Jermaine? It's important because there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's a, it's a lot of lack of information. You know, uh, I'm not knocking any of the other illnesses. Uh, this month is uh, World AIDS Month. Um, you know, they had cancer in, I think, October. It just seems like with diabetes, nobody really cares. <laughs> and I say it sounds harsh, but it just seems like when I say nobody, it's a small percentage of when you really look at the advertising um, during um, World Diabetes Month in November, it's a small, it's, it's not a lot of push. So I think what I'm doing is going to give that coolness to it to say, hey, this is cool, but it's still a message behind. It's spoon-fed health. So it's real important for me to get this out there in a way that is entertaining, that's going to make you go to it and look at it and want to be feel good about it, but you're going to get something out of it. So it's real important for Gumshee to be, you know, it's going to be, it's a global release. It's a global brand. Diabetes is everywhere. So, you know, we want, our goal is for Gumshee to be the face of diabetes. And, you know, and I think we're going to meet that goal, but, and when we say the face of diabetes, we're not saying the face of diabetes in Beverly Hills, or we're not saying the face of diabetes in Malibu and all these rich places. We're saying the face of diabetes in these underserved communities where she gives hope. You know, like what I'm saying about my own life, I'm giving you hope. I'm telling you I had 1,100 glucose levels, but hey, I'm still alive. Hey, I got a studio. Hey, I'm releasing a movie, which is going to be a five-part series. You know, so Gumshi is not a one-off. She's going to be five different movies. Uh, Gumshi is our Iron Man and our Spider-Man of our own universe that we created. So she's just the first superhero out. The next one is called The Protectors. Gumshi and The Protectors. The Protectors is our own version of The Avengers, but it's not The Avengers. It's The Protectors, and it's like six or seven superheroes. And then the third film is Gumshi's sequel. So she has a sequel to, after the Protectors movie. And then, you know, we got a two-part series, Gumshi, uh, two-part 20-episode 2D series that's coming after the first movie. Because we want to keep this diabetes conversation going on. That's what's really important. We don't want it to die off and be like, yeah, you remember when that movie Gumshi came out three years ago? Yeah, but diabetes still bad. So, no, we want to keep every year we want to release something dealing with Gumshoe, whether it's an uh, episode series, 10 parts, or a movie. So it's real important um, Gumshoe uh, becomes that face of di diabetes brand and to generate revenue to help these underserved communities. I think it's a win-win for a lot of people out there, Jermaine. And from the sounds of it, and given, given how passionate you are about the whole thing, I've no doubt that Gumshoe is going to be a, a common household name yes. pretty soon. yes. Because, you know, shout out to LifeScan. I was talking with LifeScan, and I don't mind saying this. I don't, know if they want me, I don't know if they want me to say it, but, you know, when I spoke with them, and they was 
they had an idea of putting gumshi uh image in all of the pediatric um you know pediatric doctors offices all over the world could you imagine kids just going in there with all kind of illnesses and they seeing their picture gumshi on the wall or something and like just empowering feeling good like hey could you imagine if batman had cancer just imagine the biggest superheroes out there uh, spider-man could you imagine if any one of them had a, a illness and they was the face of that illness and you know because a lot of these kids they dying in cancer in the hospitals and they say what's your last request i want to meet Black Panther. I want to meet Iron Man and they get that character to come to the hospital. But could you imagine if that character already had that sickness that that kid was dying with? So that's what we want Gumshi to be. We want Gumshi to be the face of diabetes. And hey, she's making it. Gumshi's she's just, just as human as the next person. Yeah, she's a superhero. But guess what? She still has diabetes. You know, that doesn't, you know, that and, and I don't want to spoil the story. But Gumshi's superpowers don't work unless her diabetes are, is maintained. That's one thing that we want people to know. She has superpowers, but they not they yeah. do, they don't work unless her sugar levels are maintained. I love that. So it's the the incentive for people to try and optimize their management to the best of their ability, and therefore the byproduct of that is superhero superhero powers. Love it. I know, Jermaine. We. We spoke about it briefly before I pressed record earlier on, and I have a bit of a background background with animation, and you obviously are massively involved with it with yes. your own studio and all yes. your experience. But for somebody who doesn't know much about the process and the work behind these sort of movies, how long overall does it take to create something like this? On the magnitude that we're doing it and the quality, like we we have, obviously you could check for yourself. I'm not tooting my own horn, but we have the same quality as Pixar. So with our with the quality that we're dealing with, it could easily take two to three years. Um, but we have such a, uh, a, a a a team. We don't have a big team like Pixar, but we don't. It's not a lot of red tape. That's what allows us to move quicker. Like the only red tape is. Hey, let's bring this to Jermaine and see if he likes it. I'm the boss. Like, I don't have a boss. I'm the boss. (laughs) So if I tell you to do a storyboard and I I want it done by seven days, I expect it to be done in seven days. I don't have to bring it up the ladder like they do at Pixar, DreamWorks. You got to bring it to five different. You got to get the top person who cut the checks to do this. No, you bring it to me, seven days. I like it. Let's move forward. So that's what cuts our production time down it's not a lot of red tape but yeah we can do a movie um a year and a half maybe it just depends on how detailed because we have a lot of special effects in gumption so that's another reason why we it was supposed to come out this november 14th but because our partners we have different partnerships now and we want to make sure that those products get in the film when the film comes out, we want those products to be in on available at retail. So we want them to benefit as well and say, hey, I want that. And hey, you can go to Walmart or go to these different places to buy it. So that's what will happen with the time frame with Gumshi. But yeah, you know, a picture could take anywhere between two years, three years, you know, for a film. But, you know, with us, it'll probably be a year and a half between films, you know. But we definitely increasing our uh, our animation 
staff and storyboarders and, you know, modelers. We're definitely increasing every week. We're trying to bring on new people. And that's why, <laughs> Owen, that's why I asked you, I said, you know, about your animation. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to recruit people. Like, come on, let's come on. Bring them, <laughs> yeah. Come on, my team. You know, let's get the I work. can work remotely from Ireland for you, Jermaine. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, we have people that, you know, I'm not going to sit up here and like, hey, we all in one spot and it's 50 of us and we in one building. No, we have some people from our team that work with remotely. And that's good because they work from the comfort of their home. And, you know, I, I do Zooms with them. They may have a dog in the background, a baby crying, and you know, but they get it done. <laughs> you know, they get the work done. So, yeah, but it's, it's, it's time consuming, you know. I think everybody that emailing saying, hey, well, I, I can't wait to see Gumshi. When is it coming? When is it coming? I think all those people, everyone that's buying merch now, we thank all of y'all. I think, and I mentioned to you again earlier, Jermaine, animation is almost like a misunderstood type of art. And when I went through college doing animation, like I always loved it growing up and I always loved art and I always loved drawing and all these kind of things. And long term, it's what I thought I wanted to do. And going through college, you realize now, not that the work turned me away, but you realize the unbelievable, meticulous amount of work that goes into creating something in animation. Yes. Yes. It's a lot of work. So can you just even give us a bit of an overview about what that process is from an idea or just a concept to an on-screen movie from character design color storyboards all these different things yes um like with gumshie for example like i mentioned i thought about gumshie was a thought in the hospital so from the thought you got to bring that thought to paper how do i want gumshie to look she's the main character how do i want her to dress um, her facial expressions. Uh, what do I want people to remember about her when they're not watching Gumshi? You know, that's where the braids come in at. You know, with Gumshi, I wanted to be like she's uh, she's looks Gumshi's the, the image of my daughter. I say that again. You know, so I wanted I wanted her to look to have that look that um, you know somebody could say, hey, I, I, you know, she looks like me. <laughs> you know, it's nothing really fancy. It's just like. You know, when I made Gumshi, I wanted her to be the image of the people. And I say that to say, people may say, hey, why doesn't Gumshi have on boots like other superheroes? Because, I, you know, I don't want, like, she's a girl. That's for one. And I didn't want her to have on boots because I wanted her to have, I wanted Gumshi to dress as if it's Halloween every day. You know, meaning um, she has a leather jacket on. She has leather pants and she has sneakers and she has braids. And yes, she has a mask, but if you take her mask off, Gumshi has a regular outfit that somebody could wear to school. Somebody could wear out and about. It's not like you you gotta dress like her just for Halloween. That's that's how I wanted it. Like, hey, I could get I could dress like Gumshi today and go to school. So you have to take all those things in, into consideration when you're building these characters. People, people love Elsa and Anna. They love uh, trolls, but they remember these characters in their mind. They they remember them when they're not watching it. They remember their movements. And, you know, so you got to take all those things in consideration when you're building these characters in these storylines. Story so you go from idea to paper, from paper 
to, you know, concept art. Um, then you go to finalization. Then you go to uh, storyboarding, um, rigging and modeling, just trying to get that character to the right fit. And then you go to uh, the actual animation. How do you want them to move? How how do your, their expressions? Because one thing about, I know I mentioned Elsa Nana, uh, you know, Olaf. Like people, that's one thing. People love Elsa and Anna, but they love Olaf from his movements, like his characteristics. And I take all those things in consideration. Like I'm learning from these people. I'm learning from the Disneys and the Pixars. And so I'm doing that myself. All these different characters and stuff, they're going to have their own different characteristics. And that's the process. This this process from, let me just give you an example, from idea to actual film, can be an easy year process. <laughs> just a whole year, like, wow, I finally got it. Just this one character I thought about now is to film. That ain't even on the getting it out there on the distribution side, but just getting it to the point that you can actually see something that you feel proud about, like on the final product side, like, hey, yeah, the character moving and stuff. Hey, I thought about this a year ago. Now, all that time in between is kind of just wake, working out the kinks. So it's a very long process with animation. Yeah, I, I always relate that back even to to my own experience and, and going through in my head the experiences and all the time I spent in, in college, like going yes. through these character designs and going through these colors and going through these storyboards and everything that needs to be taken into consideration, as you say. Yes. And it can be even more difficult because it's it's hard to really finally say yes to a character design or yes to... they say that about me. They People say that about me like, wow, you're too hard on yourself. I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I really am. I'm not, I won't say I'm a perfectionist, but I just know, I know what I want. I'm like, nah, that character don't look, the face don't look right or the ears or it's not how I envision it. Like, you know, like all these different people, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, all these different people, George Lucas. You know how many times he changed R2-D2, the look that we love today? The C-3PO, you know how many times he actually changed their appearance to what what it is today could come from 15, 20, 30 different variations of that, what we like today. It's been changed 20 to 30 times. Now the final look is what we love today. So that's what people need to understand about animation. Sometimes you might show somebody and say, oh, I love that. But the person that's creating it said, no, it's not right. You know, that's the same thing with the iPhones and all these different apps. We may love it, but the person who created it may have did 20 different changes before we get to what we love now. All that blood, sweat and tears going into one design that can sometimes on the surface look so simple, yep. but everything underneath it and on all the time that it takes yes. is it just it's hard to comprehend sometimes. And that's what I said to you earlier too, about how you can often watch say like a full Disney movie or what, or whatever sort of animation movie that you watch. And without really understanding the process and all the work that goes into it, it's hard to appreciate it for what it is because it's just purely an unbelievable work of art. Yes, it is. And And Jermaine, just to give, just to give anyone listening an idea when they're watching the movie or they're watching the trailer or they're watching any sort of animation, how long would about one second on screen take to create? 
because I even remember when we were doing just hand-drawn animation, there's 25 frames per second. So that is basically 25 drawings most of the time per second. So yes, how, how long would it take to create one second on screen? One second of animation... Uh, I say maybe two to three days. Maybe it just depends. With rendering, sometimes rendering take long, but just one about one minute of animation. I say anywhere between on the animation side is three to five days, maybe for one minute. Um, probably more. It just depends on how precise what it, what it, what it is in that minute. Because if there's a lot of movements in that minute, it could easily take two weeks. You know, so it just depends, you know, how precise. But if it's just something, character standing there, maybe just nodding his head back and forth. But it just depends on the preciseness of it. Um, But, yeah, one minute can easily take two weeks, if not more, if it's a lot going on in that minute. It's it's not quick. It sounds easy. You say, hey, just one minute. But that one minute is is, is for an animator, like you said, the, the frame rate, it could take anywhere between two weeks, you know, and it depends on how good that animator is too. Well, yeah, that's true. It can, uh, it can be sped up slightly depending on how skilled or experienced somebody is too. Yes. And Jermaine, I wanted to ask you, do you feel as if your diabetes or your blood sugar management ever gets in the way of you animating at all? Because I remember when I was in college, if I was sitting at a desk animating for hours my i suppose the feelings of highs and lows were heightened so much more because i was kind of concentrating so much yes and any increase in my bloods out of range it would feel really high even though it wasn't it was just because i was so focused on just creating something or or being so still my awareness was heightened to it did you ever feel that way? Yes, for sure. I just told my wife the other day. I said uh, I gotta lay down, like because um, and it's not a plug, but I'm just thinking about. We just released a movie, um, a Christmas movie. I don't know why I forgot to tell you that, um, but we just released a Christmas movie. It's called The Sunday Schoolers: A Christmas in Heaven. It's a diabetes related movie. Uh, the concept is around diabetes, and uh, you, I give you the link to put up. But I've been working on that movie, just to finalizing, the final the production and everything. And just the other day, I said, wow, I, I've been up late. I've been getting up early. And, you know, I said, I just can't sit down. I can't sit at the screen no more. I, I need to lay down for a little while. So you asked the perfect question because, yeah, y- y- your sugars be all over the place. And, you know, just from staring at the screen and, you know, <laughs> sitting in position a long time. I was like, I, I can't do it. I got to get up. I said, I got to lay down for a little bit. But I got back right. But, yeah, those things happen, you know, especially when you're working hard and you forget, like, hey, I've been sitting here for seven hours. And, you know, and I'm not even done yet. I got to sit for another seven hours and then I <laughs> go to bed, you know. So, yeah, it, it plays a part sometimes. But I don't let it take over me, though, because I ain't trying to be sick. You know, when my body say, hey, you better get up and go to bed or lay down or go to sleep, then that's what you got to do. You know, you try to fight it, but you only can fight it. But so far, you know, you should be nodding off on the screen, on the computer, mess around and bump your head on the computer. <laughs> yeah. And look, I probably speak for everybody listening, knowing now that 
you have put so much so much blood sweat and tears into creating this thing i'm really really excited to to watch it and see the impact that it has within the diabetic world around the world so it's it's going to be a fantastic thing and i've no doubt about that thank you and i've just one more question for you jermaine may sound like a bit of a weird one but i always love to to finish on a positive note as always with with these episodes and my question for you is if you had the opportunity to thank diabetes for something what would that be that's a great question (laughs) that's a that's a great question the first thing that come to mind when you say that it's I, I think like diabetes, I think diabetes for life. And I say that to say, because diabetes has made me dissident. It really made me disciplined, be disciplined. It really made me, it's something I feel like I got to do every day. You know how sometimes people feel like, hey, it's the end of the year, it's New Year's, a new year, I'm going to exercise more and I'm going to do this <laughs> and I'm going to go on my health kick. Diabetes, like, if you don't do this now, <laughs> you know, so I think having diabetes has really made me into the person I am now about life, just wanting to live and not taking life for granted. Um, you know, just just being somebody that's caring. It really made me a carer, too. Like I said, I've always been someone who cared, but it really made me care more about others. Cause I don't have to do interviews. I don't have to create a diabetes movie. I could, I could have created something totally different, left diabetes out of it, but I care. So it really made me, you know, think about others other than myself with the, with the illness and how I could be of help and what I could do, do my part to help with diabetes. So I think that's what diabetes made me more of, you know, a, a carer, of people with the illness, people with issues, people that can't afford insulin, um, and just also just being disciplined. And that's the main thing, being disciplined on on taking care of your, your body and, you know, health and just wanting to live, giving me that that um, insight of, hey, I could live and not die. You know, uh, it's not a death sentence because when you say, you know, I think I just seen a commercial where they say, uh, what those three words, you have diabetes. Like, how do you feel when those three words were told to you have diabetes? I'm like, wow, how did I feel? So, you know, I just think with diabetes, it just taught me discipline and and and, and not give up. It's, it's more so an empowering thing because, you know, it could be worse. It could take a turn for the worse if you let it, but just don't let it. But that's what diabetes is, discipline. Hmm. I love that. And I think it's a it's a beautiful perspective to have. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I think even having that sort of mindset around it, it's, it's almost contagious or infectious. And hopefully anybody listening who's even doubting if there's any sort of positive they can get from diabetes, you kind of perfectly explained and outlined that there's always something there. You can always take a positive from it yes. in most situations relating to diabetes. Yeah, in so most situations. I appreciate you saying Like that, my man. doctor told me one time, you know, he told me this to kind of just be honest. Like when it's bad, it's bad. It's no in between. So you don't want to let your mm. diabetes just get to the point where, like, wow, it's it's nothing else we can do. You don't want to let it get to that point because it could take you out. It could be a death sentence. So you don't want it to get bad. Just do your best to control it. 
try to have more good days than bad because it's going to be some bad days. Your A1C may be crazy. Your glucose levels may be crazy, but it's not over. Just fix it. Try to do what you can mm. to fix it. So, you know, we just got to empower one another. That's why I always love these conversations. I want to try to empower the diabetes community. Like it's not a death sentence. Just keep going. You can live. Yeah, absolutely. Jermaine, where can people find out more about you, find out more about Gumshi and your animation studio? Yes, you can find out more about me, the animation studio, all our releases. You can go to Gumshi. Dot com. You can go to Small Town Animation Studios with an S dot com. You can go to the Sunday Schoolers dot net. That's our Christmas movie that's currently out now on demand. Um, it's a diabetes related story, Christmas story about the children. Uh, Sunday school teacher's father has diabetes. He's in uh, the hospital for Christmas and um, they're praying for him. And not toys. Uh, they're praying that he get healed from diabetes. And they don't want toys. They want God to heal him. So that's a great faith-based movie and diabetes-related. Uh, the SundaySchoolers.net. And also um, February, sometime in February, and the press release is going to go out. We're launching our own television network. It's called Animation TV. And, um, you know, Gumshoe will premiere on there in theaters at the same time, animation TV, and also in theaters at the same time. So you can go to animationtv.tv, um, find out all the information and exclusive trailers and content on Gumshi, animationtv.tv. Perfect. And we'll leave all those links below, Jermaine. And keep us up to date, keep us posted about when the final release date for Gumshi is yes. going to be out because... Uh, Yes. We As I said, to. I can speak for us all that we're very excited. Thank you. I'm excited too. You know, I'm, I'm, I love, like how we was talking earlier, I love to see things coming to fruition. Like the new, the official trailer for Gumshoe, we're trying to uh, premiere it on February 5th, 2022. That's uh, global, uh, national global bubblegum day um, around the world. So we're trying to premiere okay, the trailer good. on that day because obviously she has bubblegum superpowers and, um, yeah, so definitely just go to all those information, Instagrams, all the inf- Instagrams is connected to all the sites I just mentioned, and, you, you know, we'll definitely keep you guys updated. Sounds good. We look forward to it, Jermaine. And look, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your Thank time. Thank you, Owen. I and appreciate I'm it, looking man. forward to staying connected with you in the future. Yes, yes, definitely. And I'll send you over those links. And, um, yeah, let's definitely stay in contact, man. Maybe I'll uh, do a couple of jobs for the animation studio. I hope so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know why you keep running for Right, Jermaine. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Jermaine. I'll chat to you soon, thank all right? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yes. Talk to you soon. Another huge thank you to Jermaine for coming on. I really enjoyed that chat. And I really enjoyed getting into the animation side of things there at the end. And if you think you need patience living with diabetes try animating you need a whole new level of patience when you're sitting down for hours upon hours animating a character to move the smallest amount so i hope you have a greater appreciation for that art form and it's hard to believe that jermaine was diagnosed with 1100 bloods and again that essentially equates to 61 millimoles per liter And I know I said to him, but when I was diagnosed, my bloods were 38 millimoles per liter. And I felt as if I was close to death. So I can only imagine what 61 felt like. As I said at the beginning of the episode, Jermaine's story, his passion, his 
mission and perspective is almost infectious because you can hear how much it all means to him. And in a strange sort of way, you're almost glad he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes because what he's done and what he's created and what he continues to do is going to have such a positive impact on people's lives with diabetes. So another massive thank you to Jermaine for all that he has done and all that he continues to do. And another thank you to you, because as always, your time, your energy and your ears are always greatly appreciated when you come back here each week to learn and connect with myself and Graham and all the amazing guests that we have. So as always, if you have any stories, any experiences, any questions that you'd love to share with the podcast with myself and Graham, please do not hesitate to reach out. Some of the emails, some of the questions and stories are incredible. So keep them coming. And that contact is theinsalonepodcast at gmail.com. The email is in the description. And until then, have a good day. Have a good week. Look after your blood sugars and we'll chat to you soon. Take it easy.